and welcome back to the Talking Wars podcast. My name is Matthew Cooper and today we're joined by a very special guest, Mr. Tim Spears. Tim, how are you? Don't put your hand up, it's not you, mate. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, good. Pleasure to be here, guys. Good yeah, it's uh, we're obviously at Molyneux as well, end, end of season podcast. Thanks to uh, thanks to Wolves for giving us the accessibility to the box. And of course, we're joined by two Talking Wolves regulars. We've got Dave as a party. Dave, how are you doing? Very well, thank you, mate. Thank very, you. Good, good. And Finn Morris, Finn? Yeah, good as well. Thank you. Special day. Brilliant, brilliant. So... On the agenda today, a bit of a wrap-up. We've got the Liverpool game. Uh, we'll be talking about the, the overall season, where things went right, where things went wrong. What we, We're looking ahead to the summer. It's going to be a massive summer for Wolves, and I felt like I've been saying that for the past three years. Uh, we'll, we'll discuss our player of the seasons, our awards, etc. Uh, we'll look at our betmate team of the season, and of course, our questions. Look, chaps, let's start with the Liverpool game on, uh, on Sunday. Liverpool 3, Wolves 1. Team for about 10 minutes. I felt like we were in dreamland. It was. I tell you what, it was an amazing occasion. Yeah. Like to be part of. Pro- probably, probably the biggest TV audience that have watched Wolves all season, and yeah. I thought they did themselves proud. To be honest, yeah. it sort of felt. It, it reminded me of Nuno's Wolves quite a lot. Yeah. In that they were fearless, they were dynamic. They took the game to them. You know, even at one all with twenty minutes to go, they were still attacking yeah. in decent numbers on the break. Um, sort of similar to the Chelsea game as well, and yeah, it was inevitable to me that Liverpool were going to win. Once, once mm. Wolves missed a couple of no decent chances, but I think, do you know what? Even if Wolves were three one up at half time, I still feel like Liverpool would have come back to win. It was just you know they yeah. they, they they had to. Um, but I was just really 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 pleased actually that after what's been a horrendous you know few months results wise, um, they put on a show and reminded us what they can do. A lot of them we might not see again now, but I, I thought it was a really in defeat it was a really good way to, to sign off the season Dave when I, when it was 1-0 up and I think for, for quite a, you know quite a long time in the first half I was saying to you it's going to happen they're going to score here every time I went forward they're going to score here they're going to score here for like a, a, a small fraction of that I was like can we, can we stop Liverpool from winning the title but it was all in vain wasn't it in the end yeah and, and after we went 1-0 up it was probably the, the, the game went so slow like every minute oh, it was horrible like, oh my word like and I think I was pretty much like you two. I thought, you know, Liverpool are going to come back. They're going to beat us. But just this tidy part of me thought, what if we can hold on here for another 80 minutes or whatever <laughs> and hold on to a 1-0 win? But yeah, it wasn't to be. But like Tim said, I thought it was a good way to, although we we lost, it was a good way to end the season because it was one of our better performances. The away end was good. A lot of banter with the, with the Liverpool fans, yeah. as you'd expect. But yeah, a decent ending to the to the season, uh, despite us losing the game. And Finn, Neto, back on the score sheet. It's good. I mean, it's so good to see him back. He went off injured, but yeah. Wolves capitalising on a, a Canate mistake. Him and Ez looked a little bit back to his former self, and you know, a, a good finish from Neto in the end. Yeah, and that's why it's such a shame that he went off because that yeah. ball was on every time. Mm. That ball, we'd obviously identified it tactically. I mean, it's not a secret that people say about Trent; it's his only weakness, and we seem to be exploiting it in behind. Shame that he went off because then, um, after what twenty minutes was it? Yeah. That, that avenue was killed, and any hope of winning the game, maybe the slither that I had. It was weird with him scoring. It didn't feel like, oh, we could win this game. It was like, right, this is another level of banter for five minutes with the fans. I didn't think we'd have. I thought it'd all be City-related, and then we went in front. Yeah. So it was a nice moment. Never for for a second thought we'd win the game, but good little five minutes, yeah. Yeah, and I thought defensively for for about half the first half, Tim, we did all right. But and then and even after they scored, we looked we looked okay. But I feel like I don't know what happened the last 15, 20 minutes. It's almost like I've forgotten how to play. Just trying to keep a. Trying to keep an eye on, I know at the Norwich game, the back three just couldn't do it, and we got we got caught out. Yeah, well, it was similar to Chelsea again in that you've got you've defended really well for most mm. of the game, and then you've had five ten minutes where you've you've let two goals in. Mm. Um, but 
I was pleased to see Bolly back to his old self. It's really. a great tackle, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. Like the last on Salah, was it on Salah when he broke through? Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. a couple of blocks yeah. as well. And Totti Gomez was sort of superb and probably announced himself to an awful lot of people who've, yeah. who've never seen him before. Cody was, you know, usual throwing himself at the ball as, as well, yeah, getting knocked out at one point. My goodness, um, it was just the, the occasion as well. When you, you know, you boys were there. I've never experienced an atmosphere like that in terms of how the crowd felt second half. Mm-hmm. Like when when Villa went two 0 up at the Etihad, it was like it oh, was yeah. it was frenzied. It yeah. wasn't like cheering cheering Liverpool on to victory. It's like. Oh my God! Mm. The title is in our hands, and we're not yeah. winning. And they could not believe it. It was yeah. like frustration, anger, tension, nerves. It, it was it was unbelievable to to sort of be there and experience it. And when the goals were going in elsewhere, I mean, it was similar. I don't know if you guys were there three years ago. Yeah, yeah similar yeah, situation. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, but more so this time. And 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 how in 2022. You can still get misinformation <laughs> spreading. I mean, literally, it literally was like wildfire. I don't know where it came from that it was three three. Um, I don't think the, it the was whole, the away end either. I don't, I don't think. Have no, so. we no. got credited for it? Oh, we'll I take that. Well, I, don't, I don't know how it could be because the away end were, were cheering City, um, so we City goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for that instant, I mean, uh, you know, we're in the press box, sort of surrounded by fans, yeah. and they came streaming over, like to, to see to, to look on the TVs that we've got and ask us what the score was. And I'm there on Twitter. It's like it's, there's nothing going on. There's not even a penalty. There's no <laughs> yeah, VAR shout. It was it was crazy. Yeah, because so. you could hear it again. Like, it's a small murmur. It's like, oh my god, they've done it. I went to him, fucking hell. They never scored again. And I checked my phone. I was like, well, we can't get any signal. And after yeah. five minutes, I was like, oh, they haven't. And then obviously when when we found out that Villa hadn't, I think there's a goal behind oh, as well. Penalty. Yeah, yeah, penalty, penalty yeah. is a. Um, like being Anfield. I know. Um, when you found out Villa hadn't scored, like in the away end, it was. It was. I know we've got nothing to play for, and like Tim said, the past couple of months have been been pretty shit as a Wolves fan. But it was almost like this, a small crumb of comfort from seeing Liverpool fans having the title <laughs> snatched out their hands. Well, it, was, it was mad, but like they were so s- salty, as we know Liverpool fans can be. But then they were chucking flares down at us from yeah. the upper tier, yeah. and then they went mad when Wolves fans threw it back. And quite unsavoury in parts, wasn't it? You but... know what I can't understand as well. The last few weeks, how so many football fans have been able to get like flares and pyros and everything into ground. I don't, like, I, don't, I don't know what's happened. I don't know what's happened. But I think the most frustrating thing to take away from the game thing was we had chances. We had we had three or four guilt edge chances, and I think the one that stands out for me it was at one one where. Jimenez puts the ball across the box and I don't know if there's too much on it or Huang doesn't quite get there. And he and it's... Oh, I, I mean, I've watched it back today and you can see Pedence and Silva there and they're nutting on the side about it. I think they're, quite, they're laughing as well, Tim. They are, they are laughing. Oh, yeah. It's, it's not good that they're laughing though, is it? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a terrible... It's yeah. Terrible. <laughs> we are. But, yeah, but, but it's just the way that they're both in unison. They're like synchronised swimmers. Yeah. Like, yeah, the whole, like, putting hands yeah. And then they just start laughing. Like on FIFA yeah. when two players have the same yeah. animation. Yeah. Oh, I said to you at the ground, I did I? He, he slid, completely missed the ball. I said to Matt, I said... If he's just stayed on his feet and took an extra two steps, he would have kept it in. I don't mm. know what he was trying trying to do. Yeah, but, but yeah, yeah, we had chances to, to yeah to uh, to bring it back. And I think if that game, if we'd have beat Norwich or got a few points elsewhere, that game could have been for Europe, and we'd be talking about those chances so much more than we are now. Oh, wasn't it fun to be there? Maybe part of history. Yeah, we've got to be more clinical. And I know it doesn't mean anything, but yeah, there's some real, real good chances. It was like like Tim said, it was nice to see us almost playing the counter like Nuno. Same at Chelsea, like mm. Nuno's team because. I think when you when you play a team like Liverpool, that's that's the only way you're going to hurt them. Yeah. 
Yeah. Would you would you agree, Tim? Like that space and beyond, you know, they push up no, is, quite yeah. high. Yeah. yeah, they exploited it really well. The re- I mean, the really annoying chance for me, talking about chances, was Dendonka. Oh, yeah. Oh, how many times have we said that? Last couple of years, been doing my head in really. Because it was at Chelsea as well. Yeah, he had the open goal at Chelsea, and he's just. You know, I remember sort of 18 months ago, two years ago, that the staff really thought that he would kick on and be the goal-scoring midfielder. But he, he's basically a goal-scoring midfielder who doesn't score because because he, he gets he, a good position, gets right. amazing yeah. positions. But yeah, he's he's scored seven league goals for Wolves now in four seasons, I guess it will be, um, mm. which is just it's just not enough for the positions that he, yeah. that he gets in. Yeah, I mean, well, we have another guest on the podcast called Tom Parker and he predicted at the start of the season that Dendonka would score 15 or more goals in all competitions. So He probably should have, to be fair. He's going to say, he probably... Was yeah. <laughs> that a really late night podcast? Uh, <laughs> After hours, yeah. I think, yeah. <laughs> but it, it, wasn't, it wasn't to be in the end and it was... Uh, it was a bit of an emotional send-off, wasn't it, for, for, for Ruben? And even like a few other players, like I think Joe Martino went straight down the tunnel, Saiz came over and gave a thumbs up, but it was everyone giving Neves uh, the send-off. I mean, I'd had a few beers, him. I was, I was crying in the away, and I was like, I can't, I can't believe <laughs> yeah, he's he getting actually me. was crying. I actually yeah. was crying, apathetic. Yeah. So, so what, what, what was it like? Because I was sort of quite far yeah. away, you yeah. could see bits and bobs, but was, was, was it, did it look like goodbyes from a few he people? Was, yeah. Neves was like tapping the bag and, and then he going like that. Yeah, a lot yeah. of them were doing that. Even Bruno was doing that sort of thing, to be yeah. fair. Um, it, could be, it could be his last game, if you believe everything on Twitter. Yeah, so. you don't know, do you? Yeah, but it, it did seem like, and even at, at Norwich, I think we all knew, as soon as we saw that picture of him teared up, I think mm. we knew, uh, he was, he was, he was going. So. Tim, any chance that he stays? So, I mean, I, I grabbed. There's this place called the Mix Zone where you, yeah. where you grab players after a game, and you know, tried him, thinking that he'd just say no because most of them do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you know, but especially when there's something rumbling on transfer wise, yeah, yeah, yeah. they just don't want to come over and chat. Cody again, is it? Um, yeah, Roddy or Cody, send them over. Exactly. Um, and yeah, I sort of asked him, you know, about the game first of all, and about the season, and he was eloquent on that as usual. And then I just asked him, you know, about his future. Basically, an open-ended question. Yeah. What What can you tell us? And he immediately started with what was very clear to me was a pre-rehearsed line. Mm. Um, he wasn't umming and ahhing. He wasn't like, we'll see what's, we'll what's going to happen. He's like, careers in football are very short. And you need to live your dreams in, in those times. Um, and that's not the kind of off, off the cuff, no, it was sort of, of like a Cantona-esque philosophical <laughs> thing. And then he repeated exactly the same line again about a minute later. So it was, it was, you know, from doing hundreds of these things over the years, you just know when yeah. somebody's got something they want to say. And um, yeah, he was he was clear to point out nothing's been decided yet, and I you know do believe that. But he's he's also very clear that he's he. he Seems pretty sure to me that he's not going to be here next season. I think everything he's said and done in the last week to ten days, you know, says that. Yeah, and I think all the memories in the press as well are all pointing towards that. You talk about the mix zone, Tim. So any any players, or I mean, past and, and present, who are like a real joy to work with. I won't ask you who's an arsehole. I mean, if you're <laughs> even, not, yeah, 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 yeah. Who, who's an arsehole? <laughs> well, it's just, it's just the one the ones who don't stop are really are really annoying. Yeah. Especially if, if they don't speak great English, then that's fine. But I know of several foreign players who speak exceptional English, like Jamatinho, who just will not stop. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Cody, Cody's just a dream. Yeah. But Cody takes it upon himself to speak to the fans, which is what I really like. He'll he'll come over without asking mm. sometimes, and it's been dif- pandemics taken all this away the last couple of years. But but before that, he would he would come over and and have his say, um, 
you get some really eloquent guys. You know, Dave Edwards, so good at sort of summing up a game. It's, dif- it's difficult for players. I remember Danny Bart telling me once that, you know, they, they've got t- a bad view of what's going on in terms of incidents and what's happening at the other end of the field. Yeah, it's difficult for them yeah. to come and sum up sometimes. But um, you tend to find the leaders in the squad are, are, are the better ones. Um, Matt Doherty was, was always very, very good as well. Um, who's an arsehole? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll come back to you on that, but they're definitely yeah. a couple. <laughs> That's good. Probably not. Are they in the squad now? Or? No, they're, no they're, 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 they're a pretty good bunch of it. I mean, to be fair to them, the amount of um, interviews they have to do these yeah. days is mm-hmm. people people will probably have no idea because a lot, a lot of time you won't see them. You know, they, they'll be for international broadcasters yeah. or um, and they're going to do more pre-match stuff. I'm hearing you know next season now as well, which is they're doing stuff at half time as well. I think half time like manager interviews in. as well. Ridiculous. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I can I put in? I've just seen that. The, uh, the Telegraph have said that Wolves have made an official approach for Jao Palinha. Oh, there we go. There we go. Is that thoughts, Tim? Yeah, live reaction. <laughs> yeah, live reaction. Well, he's he's exactly what they want and what they yeah. need, and they've been looking at him for a couple of years. And you know, they need to be putting things in now for the exactly, summer before yeah. Nevers goes, rather than after. But yeah. I think even if Nevers were to stay, you know, he'd be a, he'd be a fantastic addition. In terms of a box ticking exercise, he's perfect, isn't he? Mendes client. Portuguese central midfielder, big lad. I think that's probably what they're looking for. That's yeah. what I'll be looking for anyway. But in terms of covering, in terms of defensive ability, yeah. he's, he's got more than Neves. Naturally, yeah. it, it comes yeah. it comes very naturally to him. But also, his passing range is excellent. Yeah. You know, and, and, and if Neves does go, he he can he can replace that. He can switch it fifty mm. yards in the in the blink of an eye, and he's really good at controlling the tempo of a game. Um, and obviously, yeah, the Portuguese element just means that you can fit in so much more seamlessly yeah. into a squad so it's um, if they can get the right price for him it's a really good if, if, if he does come in can you see him almost being like a replacement for Neves or Peña and then a, a Neves replacement as well no I could, I could see them playing together but it probably yeah. depends on what formation you want next season yeah. but if, if you've got three in midfield with him sitting and Neves just ahead and then yeah. someone further on Gibbs White maybe for example or a Gibbs White type player then that would work pretty well. Hopefully, it's not a Neves replacement, and hopefully, it's bringing someone in to replace Neves as well. Because I know I mean, I'd love them to, to see him playing together, but I yeah. think with the whole sell to buy sort of thing, you know, yeah. safe arguments. So we've said it before safe arguments say you sell Neves for 55, 60 million, and you can bring Palin in for 30, and then you've still got another 25, 30 mm. mils to spare or whatever. Then that's probably going to make sense for the club. But I'm not, convi- I'm not convinced, and you may say yes or no here, Tim, that they're going to get 55, 60 million for Neves. No, no. I, don't, I don't think so. I think um, fifty tops, really. I mean, that you know, they, they were, from what I was told, happy to sell him for thirty-five last summer. You know, has has his value gone up more than twenty million in that time? No, and he's not a year left on his, two years left on his deal as well. Mm. Yeah, which is yeah. which is a factor, but they, they can definitely get a really good fee for yeah. him. They can just got to invest it properly. Um, just after Liverpool game as well, big shout out to E Fergie, who won 375 quid on Betmate. It was our, our biggest ever pot, so chance to win 1500 quid. So. Fair play to E Fergie and let's go and spend it on something nice. Right, I, ch- want, I want some money as well. Yeah, but no one cares about it. <laughs> yeah, but I want to buy it. Listen, three in a week in a row, win? you know. It, I want about eight quid. Yeah, yeah, but come on, I've won three weeks it's in a row. It's ten pounds to get into it, so. Yeah, so did I. You've got nothing. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, let I'll, me <laughs> let me tell the exact winnings there. I've won, I won on that. Six, yeah, eighteen quid. Oh, eighteen. Oh. Off a ten of them. Like That's eight not quid, a, eight quid return. Yeah. Right, why the discussion of the overall season? I mean. Tim, to, to start with, the, the first three games, we did everything but score, and then we, we almost changed it a little bit at Watford, went a little bit more defensive and, and got a result. When I, when I first saw, saw the first three games, I thought we were going to have a good season here. Did you think the same? 
Yeah, I was really enthused by what yeah. we saw, but I, I, I do remember right after that third game that, that they haven't got goal scorers in the squad, yeah. um, and only Jimenez and Huang had, had hit double figures in their careers. So, so who who were the goal scorers yeah. going to be? Are they going to improve those that are in the squad, or are they going to bring someone in? You know, there was always going to be that shortfall. I was actually really impressed with how Lars changed it around um, to get points on the board. I mean, he needed to do that for his own job security. You know, yeah. when you've lost your first three, that can't carry on forever. No. And I think he looked at what squad that strengths the squad had and, and adapted to that. Um, and then I think if you look come mid-January when they beat Brentford away, they were on 34 points. Um, and that's that was a bit of a crossroads of the season, really, because that was at that point they was they were looking to maybe bring Gibbs White back. Traore's future hadn't been decided at that point, and there was still 15 days left to the window, and they're on 34 points yeah. and looking up, and. Looking back now, that was a really pivotal time. Yeah. You know, if they brought a couple of additions in, if they brought Gibbs White back, maybe changed the formation and, and gone for it, um, we might see a different outcome. But the amount of points they've earned since then is is um, it's just not good enough. I know, and he, he, he did change it. I mean, the football, I think the football suffered a little bit, didn't it, Dave? But, you know, like, like Tim said, it's his job security. At the end of the day, he's got to get points on the board. There's no point playing lovely football if he, if he can't score goals. Yeah, and I think, again, it's something that we've said... I think throughout the season, like Bruno Large has sort of adapted and sort of almost matured as a head coach to, to learn what he has to do in the Premier League to sort of grind out results. I think mm-hmm. we all want to see those attacking performances like we had seen in the first three games, but there were certain games that although it wasn't the, the best football in the world, you know, he, he did things to make us get at least get points on the board. So, um, yeah, I think it got to a point in January where the board maybe saw how well we were doing and thinking... You know, maybe bring one or two players back off loan, bulk out the squad depth. This squad could still be, you know, capable of getting European football, which obviously wasn't the case in the end. We sort of ran out of gas, but yeah, um, still, and obviously his, his current situation, security is up in the air. I suppose. But I don't, sure know, I don't know if that. it is though. Do you, Tim? Do you think that there's question marks around him? Uh, I'll speak to someone today, sort of asking that question. They said that they've heard nothing to suggest that mm. that's the case. I mean, he's. He's gone back to Portugal now. Yeah. His staff have gone. I think, you know, looking at how things unfolded last scene with Nuno, if Jeff Shee was going to make that call, it would it would have happened already. Yeah. Um, yeah, doesn't well. mean it won't happen in a few weeks, but I think, you know, you don't send someone away to, to Portugal for the summer. Mm. I think um I think he's lucky the season has ended. Um yeah. you know, if if there was another six games to go and they ended up having fifteen points from twenty, I mean who who's safe from that? Do you, no do, do you know what I mean? So um so it's a good opportunity now to reset, restock, and you know a, a massive summer ahead. But I know, obviously, this goes without saying, but I know the club hierarchy are really, really disappointed with with, with how the season has, has finished. That's good. Um, yeah, no, of yeah, course, yeah. no, they, no, yeah, they yeah. are. It's it's not like they're they're happy with tenth and, and and just looking at the at the overall season. Mm. No, they are really, really disappointed with how with how things have ended up, and and they're looking into why that is. Um, but as far as literally at this moment in time his job security I think he's okay Finn do you think that the fact that we had such success in January and then we beat Sheffield United and Cup Brentford Man United on was it second second day of the year do you think the club may have looked at that and thought maybe we don't need to bring anybody in and perhaps that's that's why we why, why they didn't yeah and it's well it's what Marcel said basically the other day wasn't it sort of okay we'll bring a few kids back maybe grow a bit of value in those sorts of players qualify for Europe that way which would have been nice in theory, but um, yeah, it didn't work in the end. I remember when we got to 40 points, it was a bit of a joke. Like, I remember Bruno saying at the time, oh, we've got to 40 now. And then after that, we didn't pick up too many. We finished on 51. 
So, <laughs> and it, we hit 40 a long time ago. So, yeah, they have gambled there. I think with everything they've done this season, they haven't exactly splashed the cash. I mean, you've seen like Bruno's the lowest paid manager in the league. They haven't, I think we ended up with a net profit didn't we, in, in transfer windows for the season. So it was a risk doing it like that. And we sort of got what we deserved in that sense because you've seen teams spend and get in there. So He talked about 40 points a lot, which came from nowhere really. Because, yeah. uh, no one was really, no one Seven else was talking about 40 points. He's probably getting <laughs> that sort of yeah. <laughs> But like internally or externally, no one was mentioning that. And then all of a sudden, you know, they were on 34 and it was like, right, we've got to get to 40 points. I was like, well, A, that's pr- that's pretty antiquated figure now. You, yeah. know, you don't need 40 to stay up. And B, I didn't think it was a very good sign to the rest of the squad, really. I don't think that's the reason they, mm-hmm. they petered out. But what was really noticeable to me was how when he had 14 players, they were winning every week. Yeah. And then the less, I think it was the Leicester game, he had a full squad for the first time. And Bolly was left out, Hoover, Chiquinho and somebody else. I remember thinking there was four seniors that weren't even on the bench. And it was around that time when he really had to think about who to play. And we, I know he likes approaching every game separately on a tact- in a tactical yeah. way yeah. it's not like Nuno this is what we do every single week yeah. and, 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 and you, you'll, you'll really struggle to beat us because we're so well drilled uh, Bruno likes a one-off plan for one for a game and I think he's overthought things and West Ham game was the complete oh sort of um, prime, so, prime example of so that bad. a terrible team selection I think everyone saw it when it came out everyone saw it throughout the game and everyone saw it post-match when, it, when, when he didn't come up with good reasons as, as to why he made those changes that that mm. was a huge mistake and I think, I think we saw that at times throughout the last few weeks that you almost had too many players to pick mm. from. Um, as bad as it sounds, isn't it? Because everyone wants a bigger squad, but it is right. You know, when it gets to a point where we have got everyone, um, everyone available, then it's it's one of those things. I think it's strength and depth, isn't it? We have got you know depth. Yeah. as such but as soon as you get one or two major injuries like the central midfield was a perfect one saw that in Newcastle when Martinho partnered Kundo I don't think it really, yeah. really worked so but that yeah. Man United away game when people first started to notice Bruno's sort of game by game thing when he did the post-match and got a lot of praise for the sort of oh this is how we wanted to play Man United because the space is here and yeah. da, da, da. the squad was pretty thin then as well so yeah it has really flipped on its head in that oh, yeah, I don't think that the uh, people said oh we've got such a small squad I don't, I don't think we have I don't think I don't think it's just, it's midfield, just yeah, exactly, yeah. midfields yeah but I mean just not balanced maybe is the right mm, the right thing I mean we stacked for like wingers and, and wing backs but central midfield you saw when when Neves got injured Tim we looked we looked nowhere near well it. that you know in in Bruno Lodge's defence you know for a, for a key period sort of a few weeks ago they were missing their best defender in Kilman mm. the best midfielder in Neves and their best forward in Pedence yeah. on this season's form yeah. so that's three really good players at team. Another thing he, he, he kept bringing up was that players, well, he didn't mention them by name, but he was like, players who we haven't had for most of the season that have come in, i.e. Neto, Johnny, Bolly, are not used to how the team plays. And again, he didn't call them out by name, but he mentioned it a few times that, that they basically aren't doing what he would want them to do. Um, Neto, obviously, you know, injury-wise, yeah. it took him a while to get going, which maybe didn't help. Johnny, I thought he was playing pretty well myself. Bolly, you could probably, you could maybe point at um, making a few mistakes yeah. in those last couple of weeks. But again, these are reasons that he's pointed towards. Um, I think there's more to it than that, really. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, I don't like I said I don't feel that the squad was was that small. But that Leeds game, Tim, I think was for me the turning point for yeah. the season. We were tuning up, we were coasting. And we absolutely fell to pieces after the Jimenez red card. And I feel like Jimenez was a bit harshly done by with, with the t- second yellow. But Yeah, no, definitely. And Lars, Lars said the same, that that was, yeah. a, that was a pivotal game. 
and I was I sat down with him for a few hours uh, about 10 days after that for a big piece for The Athletic and he was still fuming about it 10 days later mm. but they did pick themselves up and beat Villa you know in the, in the next home game so it wasn't like it was, it yeah. was that was a direct mm. result for the rest of the season but um, it's just so unwolves like you know they defend I mean they're turn of the year they got the fifth best defensive record in Europe yeah right and then against against Leeds it's gone full circle hasn't it really Dan James yeah. what with a free header smallest player on the, on, on, on the field <laughs> and then and then Bolly Bolly just watched it all unfold yeah. and didn't move yeah. um, Jose Sarr was doing all kinds of nonsense as well it was just like it was so unlike them I don't know where it came from but yeah it was definitely a pivotal result He's, he's, he's also dug out younger members of the squad as well, hasn't he? Quite freak. I know he, he dug out Hoover that he made comments about, which I thought was, I don't know, a little bit close to the bone for me. He was injured. I don't, I don't think he's... He, I think it's just a shock to us as fans because Nuno very rarely did it. Didn't he very rarely liked to dig out individuals mm. publicly. Or I'm sure he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but like, I think behind the scenes he would have because we saw that with one or two players. If they didn't like the way Nuno worked or you know they were out the door quite quickly, whereas... I think it is quite a shock because we hadn't seen that for a number of years. Because you know, I know fans at the start were like, what a breath of fresh air. Like, he's so honest and then it's like, mm. yeah. <laughs> maybe he's a little bit <laughs> too, too honest. honest. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's great for you, Tim, because you, you, you get more out of him than, than you ever would Nuno. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But, you know, l- looking at it, not not from my point of yeah. view, but as a whole, I, th- I think he is too honest. And yeah. I think that's definitely been an issue behind the scenes because yeah. he's gone against his chairman in public. Yeah. When is that a good idea? Especially, especially, especially when you're new in the job. Yeah. It's not like you're desperate. You've been there five years and you're fearing the sack and you're like, oh, okay, I need to make this look like it's the chairman's fault, not mine, mm. in terms of getting another job. It's it literally from from almost day one in August. He's saying, um, I need more players. I need more players. Basically, saying, I'm not getting the players I want. Um, you know, that was right at the end of August, and then he sort of continued that at the start of January. Obviously, had had a word from on high slaps, yeah. because the next the next week he just completely changed approach, but. But yeah, the, the Hoover thing was was a bombshell moment. Wasn't expecting it at all. I feel like it was a last chance um, from from Bruno towards towards Hoover. This is like they've obviously been problems with him for a while. It's not come out of the blue, mm. and they thought that a public dressing down would 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 get his arse in gear. Basically, um, we haven't seen we haven't really seen him on the pitch since <laughs> then. Um, yeah. He, he was um, injured though for about yeah. a month afterwards, wasn't he? Yeah, well, he was he injured. Was. Yeah. Um, interesting to see what they do with him next season. I've heard that alone is 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 likely because. Mm. In terms of getting your money back, nine million plus add-ons to thirteen. Um, I don't think you're going to do that at this point. Mm-hmm. But there won't there won't be clubs short of him. I know Ajax have had a look at him to take him back, um, which would be a, you know a nice loan move for a year, perhaps. Yeah. Do you think Wolf sees his long-term future at centre half or at right back? Because I know at Liverpool they they almost saw him as a, as a centre half. When he came in, it was the, it was with the idea to go centre half. I don't long think he's big enough, do you? No, I, no, yeah. absolutely not. Um, although interestingly. I was told a couple of weeks ago that they're really looking at Chiquinho as, as a wing back now, um, primarily for his crossing ability. Because, oh, I, like, I don't yeah. dislike him as well. I thought against the one thing I thought at City was like I watched him and you could almost tell he was a little bit quite raw because he almost at times thought, what, where do I actually need to be? He's like stood in no man's land. But I think definitely if, if you work on that, if you want to stick with a back five and you want no more attacking input from your wing backs, I think it's definitely. Well, a good Chelsea option. was the prime example yeah, of yeah. Yeah. your two goals down and and, you, and and he and he dragged him back in the game what, with with a couple of assists. So if you get um, a physical centre half on that right hand side to cover cover the space if if needs be, I think, I it's, think it's, it's the crossing ability more than anything because yeah, yeah. we know he likes his inverted wingers who are going to cut in. So it would make sense for him to be overlapping on the right. Yeah, and I, I think I'm a little bit scarred from seeing Troy all right, wrong wing back though. I think that's. Um, I mean, against City at the Etihad, he, he was fantastic, and then he, they put him up front and he scored two goals. 
Um, but do you think, Tim, that this season the, uh, the the wing backs haven't performed as they should? I mean, in a system like we've got, you need you need them to be contributing. I think Norris' numbers are really, really good, yeah. and he'll attract top top level clubs to be interested in him. I, I, I don't know if I don't think he's got much of a sort of reputation nationally, but I, he will do soon. You know, he's yeah. he's, he's that good. Um, Marcel, I thought had a solid season. His numbers don't look great, but he probably could have had five assists if if Wolves had a six-yard box striker. Mm. Um, probably the same for a few of them, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. Like Samedo's put loads across the face, but Samedo, as much as he's stopped being calamitous um, and making basic basic errors mm. that you wouldn't see on, on on a Sunday league pitch, he's still not contributing enough no. in terms of what they what they paid for him. You know, but did, that's what, not that's not yeah. to do with him, but that's a club decision to pay that money, and you you need more from him. Do you know how much a deal could go up to with the add-ons? Uh, well, this is where I was. I was. I'm always unsure whether to yeah. call him Wolves' record signing because oh God. if the add-ons <laughs> go through, he'd be 37 million, which is obviously more than silver. But when he signed, yeah. I was told that those a lot of those add-ons are completely unrealistic, yeah. Yeah. and that's not finishing sixth. That's like you know, jam- Ballon d'Or. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, but either way, you know, it's. I think it's already. It was already up to twenty nine very soon after yeah. he signed. So it's probably over thirty now. Um, yeah, because yeah. we we did a, a couple of videos last night, like buy sell keep, and Samado came up, and, and Nice Bear said keep him. But I said like, you know, if, if someone comes in for twenty million, I'd snap their hand off for it. Yeah, I mean, he, he has he has improved quite a bit this year. He's yeah. become a consistent a consistent right back. I think he deserves praise for that, and probably yeah. doesn't get enough praise for that because he really was really really bad last season, in, in my opinion. And, yeah. I, and I know that caused a lot of debate on Twitter yeah. because people saw potential in him. Um, but yeah, I, I I think Wolves can do better, and, and they've had better, you know, as as recently as two years ago, um, in terms of output yeah. from Matt Doherty. So you know, the, the whole bringing in Samedo to change the style of football that hasn't really happened. No. So. Um, yeah, I think what's going to be. You're laughing because I didn't no, know I just, Doherty. No, I just knew <laughs> no. it was going to be Doherty. I yeah, thought Tim yeah. wasn't going to mention the name. <laughs> <either. Yeah. laughs> I mean, his, his outputs on paper were fantastic, weren't they? And, I mean, under Conte, he's been excellent at Spurs. Yeah. But be- before, it, it wasn't so good. You talk about six-yard striker, Dave. What's been the problem with with that this season? I mean, I, I think at the Norwich game, I was sitting in the North Bank and Neto got to the byline and he put a ball across the box and it was absolutely I think Jimenez is on the, on the edge of the 18 do you think that's tactical or do you think players just aren't gambling bit of both and, and the service part of thing, mm. things as well I know we've there's been a lot of discussion in regards to Jimenez and Jimenez being sold or whatever this summer or possibly being made available and I don't know I think it's happened the last two years it's been obvious that we've struggled to, to score goals but when you look at the amount of goals our top goal scorer Jimenez with six goals I think the last time somebody got a, a lower amount as that in the Premier League was you know you're looking even McCarthy, I think Kevin Doyle was getting like seven goals. In Fletcher season, got like, eleven or twelve. Yeah, yeah like, I think, you know, yeah. so like you know, it's it's a shock that we haven't been able to get somebody to be as you know to score goals. I said to you guys earlier, Jimenez in. You know, we were in a lot of competitions, but twenty-seven goals in that Europa League season. Um, so I think I think he definitely deserves another shot. You know, Fabio. You know, his situation and futures up in the air. I think we all know there's talent there, but we all know he needs game time as well. Um, but with, I think the service is a big issue. I think we need better service into the, the right areas. And But I think it's ta- tactical as well. Like As a manager, you want your striker to be the furthest man forward. And at times, Jimenez isn't that. Mm. Or even Bruno Lars playing him out on the wing at Burnley as well. Like you know, Yeah, that, that game was terrible. Finn, you, you, I mean, you're part of the Jimenez fan club, aren't you? You want him to stay. Do you think he will yeah. stay? I think he will, you yeah. know, the more... The Do more you know he's going to say? I prefer not to speak. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I, think, I think he will stay. 
when you look at all the like, especially when we're going through last night, it was like, oh, he could go. Well, we might sell him. I thought, God, that we're we're about eight players, staying. Yeah, yeah, we could lose the whole <laughs> eleven here, so he's probably got to stick around. I think when we talk about that as well, like the lack of goal scorers, I looked at the because I think Jimenez is top with six, and then he's top of assists with four. Yeah, Chiquinho's third on the assists with three, and he only started two games, did he? One, one or two. I think he's expected assists, assists per night, like uh, for, for the season, are like twenty six assists. Yeah, yeah. But so maybe that is once you get a bit of quality service. Is it? It's like the the chicken and egg. Where do you identify the main problem being? But as you say, there has been a lot of balls across the box. If that was a I mean, you see Man City score four of them every week, don't you? Just someone being there to tap them in. And like a Sterling, not that I rate Sterling, I thought he was awful here, but someone to do that job, we don't have it. And that's where we've, yeah, we've got a top goal scorer with yeah. six goals and a centre-half with the, the top scorer. So. <laughs> what do you think they're going to do with the strikers next season, Tim? We, we, well, Jimenez, Fabio, bringing someone else in. Fabio's a risk to send out on low and feel. This is the problem. And, you know, they looked at it at the start of January um, to send him out on loan, but there's the real prospect that he goes out does a Rafa Mir or a Bonatini at Forest, no goals in 20. Where's his value then? Where's Catroni's value now? You know, oh, he's got a year man. left on his contract. How much of that 16 million are they going to get back? We talked about this last night. It's such a risk mm. to send him out on loan to the wrong place. I do feel that if they found the right Portuguese pl- club, which wouldn't be difficult for, for Wolves with their contacts, mm. that it might be a good thing for him. Um, but it's a risk. You know, ideally... You want Wolves to go out and sign a senior striker, a proven goal scorer. Um, but they can't do that unless they get rid of Jimenez or Silva. Um, so that's the big debate for the yeah. summer, basically. In my opinion, Jimenez has got more to offer as a footballer, not just a striker goal and a goal scorer. Yeah. Um, we, we see the areas, the pockets of space he gets into. Burnley was a, was a strange experiment, but he was still kind of coming deep and, yeah. and drifting balls into the box. And you can just tell his awareness and his intelligence is, is on such a higher level than a lot of his teammates. Um, so I think he's got an awful lot to offer. His resale value will be quite low at the moment. Mm. And um, I would keep him bringing a senior striker and send out Fabio Silva on loan. But it's got to be the right move, obviously. Where do you reckon is the right move? Portugal, somewhere? So I think initially they sort of looked at, they've looked at maybe Championship, but they thought... Is it going to be too physical a league for him? But then you see him with in a sleeveless shirt the other day, and his guns look pretty decent. Tom Parker likes his. Yeah, he's, he's been in his, having his yeah. weight a hasn't he? He looks like he's really bulked. But you can see that in his play, though. I mean, he bullied Mings and Conte. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. He did. We just haven't seen enough enough of that from mm. him. You know, he has had a couple of good good spells this season, but it's a tough one. I, we barely seen him since. Did we see him after that Brighton game when he got the hook at half time? I'm not sure he actually was on the field since then. Correct me no, I, don't think, I don't think so. Um, I, think, I think in the games he's played against championship teams as well, like in the cup, um, he's been all right. Every every time I've seen him play against a team in the low, you know lower opposition, even in the twenty threes, yeah, the Sheffield United Cup game, I think yeah, he, did, he did well. Yeah, the linked up really um, well that game. Forest away, I think in the yeah, cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he did well there. So yeah, potentially, but it's got to be the right. It's got to be the right yeah, team. But but they have they have do you know what they have done really well with some of their loans this year, getting players to the right clubs yeah. who've really benefited. Not necessarily for Wolves, maybe, but certainly Ryan Giles is going to have a great career, Dion Sanderson, etc. Yeah. And Gibbs White might come back and do well. Sarkic. So um, I'd, I would trust them to get to get a good loan, I would. And you, and you touched on Catroni then. Do you have any ideas what's going to happen with him next season? Is anyone going to want him? How much is he worth? We, we said you'd be lucky. I reckon I'll mutually agree to terminate his contracts. Because who's going to buy him? The amount of money we've lost on that yeah. boat, by the way, is ridiculous. Who's been promoted from Syria B this yeah. year? <laughs> Who's gone down from Syria A? Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly, yeah. It's just, it's just a mess. Absolute shambles, that one. Um, no other way of looking at it. This is, this is what worries me when, when you look yeah. at Wolves bringing in a striker because 
Um, they haven't done very well on that front in recent years. All the strikers I've signed, though, and we said this last night, are a bit too similar. Like they're, they're all got the same profile. There's no one who's exceptional in the air or awesome one who can absolutely like whip it in behind. Yeah, I said that Catrone, it was a bit of a. Although I was happy, you know, at the time that we signed him, I thought, you know, in hindsight, you look at it now in terms of a, a player, what does he bring that's different to Jimenez? You know, maybe in and in around, you know, within six yards, or whatever, you know, he, he, he'll be deadly. But other than that, he's not quick, not particularly quick. But in terms of hold up play, it's nothing different to what Jimenez can offer, really. So. There's three senior players, and it sounds like you guys have touched on this last night. Yeah. But you know, Catrone, Vinagra, Traore. All are really disappointing ends to their loans. Mm. What do you do with them? There's an awful lot of potential value there, but they've had really three really bad ends yeah. to the season. Vinagre's out of the team. Catroni's not scored. Is Vinagre gone team. to Sporting on a permit now? I think their um, their manager announced in January that he was that he was you permanent. Don't? Oh, yeah. okay, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, right was now. it 10, 10 million they got for him? Ten million euros. Vinagre, yeah. yeah. I think that's a great deal. Not person, bad, not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he was so promising to start with, but I feel like he. He, he, didn't, he didn't do as well um, we'll look at our predictions from the start of the season um, skim through these uh, yeah so um, so where are Wolves going to finish this season Dave you had us 12th happy days Finn you had us 13th I had us 13th and Tom who was on the uh, episode at the time had us 12th um, surprisingly big impact on the team Dave you had Morgan Gibbs-White so you had an impact on a team just not <laughs> the nice. team yeah, yeah. Uh, yours is quite Gibbs-White heavy a good friend of mine. I was going to say, <laughs> Finn, your um, your big impact on the team was Keon Hoover. Finn, if you want to leave now, yeah, you, go, right, yeah. you never, you didn't specify the impact. Yeah. <laughs> Positive or negative? Yeah. I had Max Kilman, so oh, obviously, obviously no Masaka, and Tom had Nelson Samedo, and he, he's, he's done all right. Um, unpopular opinion for the season. Dave, you had Morgan Gibbs White to be called up to the England squad by the end Correct. of the season. 20 foot, 20 no, no, you specified the senior squad. <laughs> Finn had uh, Adama will double his best goal tally for Wolves in the Premier League. He was on the way, by the way. It was two goals before he left. Oh, was in it? In quick succession. Yeah. One of them dis- disallowed. Yeah, we'd, yeah but... <laughs> uh, mine was Samedo to register seven plus assists in all competitions. What did he get? One. One, no. yeah. <laughs> I reckon we should jack this podcast. <laughs> and Tom's was then, then Donker will score fifteen or more goals in all competitions, which we've we've already touched on. Yeah. Dave, your top goal scorer was Jimenez, and you predicted eighteen, no, eighteen well, goals. Not bad. Uh, Finn, yours was Jimenez as well, twenty goals. Uh, what were you my, expecting? And we're all Jimenez. Tom was Jimenez too, but Tom said twenty-two goals. Top assister, um, Dave. You said Francisco Trincao. So. <laughs> They had a better into the season. I, would, I really like him. Say, him 11, 11 assists. Okay. Finn, you said Adama with 10 assists. Did he get I, one? Did he get one? No, I don't think he did. Uh, I had Neves and Tom had Adama. Now, uh, our final predictions were three predictions for the league that didn't have to be Wolves related. So, Dave, you said Chelsea to win the league, yeah. Norwich to be relegated. And five goals to be scored by goalkeepers. I think we all at this point of the podcast, like yeah, Tim said, just, uh, yeah. it was a late podcast. We were just doing a bit more in the end. Finn, yours was Brun Fernandes to get less than 10 goals. Got 10. Got 10. It's not a bad shot, you know. I just had a massive agenda against him at the time. Yeah, I think he got 20 something the year before, but yeah, I think. That's not a bad shot, you know. He had Nuno to win the Conference League. You never know. I think we NA that one. Yeah. He could have done. And I mean, this one's a little bit loose, mate. Brentford to be a surprise package, which 
Mm. They've done well. I think that's after I, my, my Brentford outburst. Yeah, there, I think I, I just rebelled against Yeah, same. And I, I didn't give a prediction because um, obviously the host, so I don't need to. Um, and then Tom said Brentford should finish in the top 10 and they finished 13th. Villa to finish in the top 6, which I didn't. Flopped. And Norwich to finish bottom. So we obviously don't know. We've all got about one out of three there, you know. Yeah, we're all right on the, um, on the the top goal scorer predictions. Bar the numbers. Bar the yeah. numbers, but that was, that was always going to be a given. Tim, massive summer for Wolves. Um, I know Dave was said about Pena being linked, but can you can you see a, a massive exodus? Can you see a big turnover in players this summer? They definitely started talking more like that. You know, yeah. I think pre Brighton, it was very different. It was right; these guys have, have been law servants. You know, um, we want to take what we've got and add a little bit. But Brighton feels like a pivotal one yeah. to me in terms of. Um, how the hierarchy think about you know the players the, the fact they gave up for the last 20 mm. minutes just like come on um, so yeah it's going to be a big summer there's there's there's, there's a lot of um, panic uh, on social media at the moment and I'm surprised really at, at the negativity um, certainly in the last few days it really seems to have been whipped up and mm. people a lot, lot of people want Bruno Lodge to go um, so yeah, it is a big summer. I mean, as ever with these things, you know, if the club were to talk right now, they'd tell you everything's fine. And then if you go on Twitter, it's the apocalypse. And the reality is always somewhere very, in between the middle. Yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. And you know, there, there are there are things that need sorting out at the club, but there are a lot of things that they've done right as well. But the issue for me in terms of the summer window is that so much of it is about sell to buy. And if the right offer or the right move doesn't come in for Ruben Neves until August the twenty fifth. Then that's you know a massive part of your, of your summer budget that you can't spend until late in the day. Um, what they need to do first and foremost, in my opinion, is sort out Gibbs White and Traore, because there are two sellable assets there who you can get maybe I don't know twenty million for Traore, for example, maybe a similar amount for Gibbs White. So if they're not going to be here next season, they need to go ASAP and you need to reinvest that money as soon as possible because as we all know, the amount you can get more players in for that first day of pre-season the better it really does make a difference. What do you think of the odds are on Gibbs White at the minute? Obviously, I know you reported it's, that the contract's on the table almost. Is that just to reassure him that there is game time there for him? I think they're trying to do all they can to persuade him to stay and, uh, to stay, and I think that's quite a, a damning sort of indictment on, on, on how the Gibbs White sort of saga's unfolded really because the kid's been here since he was 10 years old, so you know why should he need persuading? Yeah. But, but, the, but you know, the, they are trying. Bruno Lage has sat down with him. Um, Scott Sellers will have, will, have, will have sat down with him as well and look, said, look, to try and reassure him because the problem with Gibbs White is he's been burned twice. Yeah. Um, you know, we all know the circumstances, but yeah, last season coming back on loan and not playing. Yeah. And then I don't know how many preseason games you guys watched last summer, but I all thought he was them, yeah. he was pretty much yeah. the best player. player overall. I said how sharp he was um, on the preseason one. I said like he looks one of our best players. Even against Forest in the cup, he was he was really good. Absolutely. Mm. So then to get to get binned off as it were on loan, he's been burned twice to the extent where they offer an olive branch in January to come back and, and he says no. So um, you can't blame him though, can you? No, you can't. No. And he and he made the right decision. Yeah. Um he had, a, he had an unbelievable season with Sheffield United and, and I, I know he had a horrendous experience with a penalty last week, but mm. These are the kind of moments that, that make you as a player. You know, it's how you respond from them, and, and he's got the right character mm. to bounce back from that. So um, the decisions in his hands is how it's been explained to me. Um, they've done all they can to keep him, offered him a good deal, another good deal. He only had a new deal yeah. last year, so to offer him a second contract yeah. in a year is a big statement. And um, hopefully he stays because I think he can make an impact next year. 
Traore. What's happening with Traore? Any, any ideas? Do you think he could be used as a, a Mike White in the Trincao deal if they, yeah, the club wanted? Yeah, possibly. I think there are, there are a lot of lot of different options on the table, including a swap, obviously. Um, the the issue is it's in sort of Barcelona's hands, really. And that know, deal was ridiculous, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was a massive risk and gamble that hasn't paid off. Um, it was questioned by an awful lot of people at the time, so nobody's saying it in hindsight, myself included. But mm. it was massively risky. After four weeks, it looked like it, it was a great, great <laughs> idea, and his value was going through through the ceiling. But um, probably none of us expected that to continue. Really, Torreira getting no. two assists every month or whatever—it's just, mm. just not going to happen, is it? So um, it hasn't paid off. Um, having good connections with Barcelona is a very, very good thing, but. In this particular instance, you know, Wolves haven't come out of it very well. It looks pretty stupid, to be honest. Do you think there's a possibility he could come back and run out, run down his contract or even sign a new deal? We've never seen Fosun do that before, I don't think really, with a, with a top with a top player who, who can be sold on for a decent amount of money. Yeah. So I'd be surprised, especially given sell-to-buy being a policy, um, if they brought him back. I mean, he's, he's not on... He's not on Astronomical wages, which no. is which is the problem, you know, yeah. as far as Toro is concerned. Um, that's what they expecting, so, though, isn't it? Wasn't he expecting to be like a top earner? Well, he offered him quite a high wage. That's didn't that was the sticking point. He wanted to be basically the top earner. Um, the eventual offer that came in was sort of you know top top three, yeah. um, but he still said no. And by this point, Barcelona were interested, so his his heads off. Can't see from his point of view how he can expect to be the top earner when he's not putting the numbers in. We all know how talented he yeah. is, you know, mm. as, a, as a footballer. But if you're not scoring the goals and you're not getting the assists, you cannot expect to be the top. You're right, but then when you've got Nuno in public saying he's he's a unique talent in world football, yeah. then that's, that's what yeah. that's what he's. They should have sold him then. I think when they valued him, it was it eighty million euros. Yeah, would any like that? I don't think anyone. Would have <laughs> that's a hands-off warning if ever I've seen one. <laughs> but then, yeah. um, guess if you get involved and sign him up around that time, and, and the writing's on the wall, really. You know, we saw exactly the same mm. with Matt Doherty going to Spurs yeah. shortly after he signed up. So, I'd be I'd be really surprised if if no deal happened this yeah. summer. Francisco Trinca, I mean Finn, you you're like me. I, you, we change our mind every couple of minutes about him. Would you like to see him back at Monday next season? Ask me in two minutes, but at the moment, yeah. no. Um, <laughs> no, it's a it's a tricky one, and as you say, it's all it's not a simple yes or no because of the Traore deal. Could we be used like that? How we've managed to let Barcelona basically hold all the cards in that one, it's a it's a bit of a mystery. But Chelsea game, I'm saying yes. I mean West Ham away, I'm saying definitely no. The bloke didn't even want to stand on the pitch, let alone kick the ball for us. So mm. it, there's talent there, which is why no one can give the definite no. He's useless because. I mean, we've been scarred. I saw Vitinha got team of the season on FIFA yesterday and I'm thinking, God. I think that's that... Finn's second FIFA reference this podcast. I've had loads it? that have gone through my head. I thought yeah. I was going to say Gibbs White's living out of play, my player career. Playing <laughs> uh, but no, um, yeah, I, I, all logic says no, but there's just that thing in the back of your mind where you've seen flashes of talent that you kind of don't want to let it go. But realistically, over a season, he hasn't shown enough at all. Sorry, do you think the club have made the mind about Trinkau? No, they haven't. No, no. And I think they've, they've warmed to him a little bit more as the season's gone on. And, and yeah, Chelsea away and a, and a couple more performances. Mm. I mean, for me, he's done it in three or four games and not in 30. Yeah. Um, but maybe it's an adaptation period to the Premier League. He's still a young lad as well. He's clearly like, yeah, yeah he's extremely talented. All options are on the table, really. I've yeah. heard suggestions that, that they could buy him and, and maybe loan him out for a season. Yeah. Um, or, yeah, a, a straight swap deal with, with Traore. Um, 
I, I like him as a, ta- as a talented footballer. Yeah. I really do. I, th- I think he's got something in him. But that's that's a risk for 25 million, isn't yeah. it? You want someone if who's going to... said straight swap, I'm not going to say no money changes hands because I think for FFP it probably would. But yeah. if, if, you know, would it, if it was a straight swap, would, would you say yes? God, it's such a tough one, isn't it? Because in terms of in terms of value, they've probably got pretty similar value mm. because yeah. Traore's value is going down by the yeah. month. Mm. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think Trincao's got the years a little bit more potential at the minute as well as he? I so. think he's seen also, yeah. for an unhappy player that's got one year left on his contract or a guy with yeah with the is Trincao happy at Wolves? Well, I think mm. I think from what I'm told, he came he came in and I sort of saw it myself really. He came in with the attitude that I'm from Barcelona and <laughs> what am I doing here? Yeah, and I get I sort of get that because yeah. he'd gone from Braga. Bought by Barcelona, the yeah. biggest thing that's ever going to happen in his life. And then 12 months later, he's been loaned to a, a Premier League club he's probably not heard of, you know, two years earlier. Mm-hmm. So I can, but still, it doesn't really make an excuse for, for not mm. having the correct attitude. We, I think we saw, you're saying you saw every preseason game, we saw the attitude mm. in preseason because he just looked like he wasn't. His, his body language is terrible. Awful. Yeah. Him and Self, when you see him warming up and they're just oh, like, they're together, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I remember speaking to one of his former coaches at Braga last summer and he said, He's got everything as an attacker. What he doesn't have is physicality. And I just remember thinking at that time, okay, right, so that's going to be an issue in the Premier League. But maybe after a year, getting used to that intensity. Full pre-season maybe as well. And we see it a lot. Get him on the silver diet. (laughs) (laughs) We do see it a lot with with other players who, like like Vitinho, he struggled to get used to the, it's the intensity more than anything. Um, Vallejo would be another one like he was <laughs> like finalist on Saturday. you know <laughs> Spain under 21 captain an absolute dream at that, at that level but just could not handle the pace and the intensity of the Premier League at all so if they think Trincao can overcome that then um, then yeah I, th- I think they'll, they'll sign him Matinho I know you, you said that they've offered him one year he, he thinks he, he deserves a second year can you, can you see him staying? it's a tough one I, I, I appreciate the club's position on this one because they, yeah if you've got a 37 year old who's, who's who's not playing very often and he's your almost your top earner or essentially your top earner that doesn't make financial mm, sense no. however does he's had what, a good season as well yeah he's had yeah. a good season you know his numbers are really really good and very comparable with Neves um, so I, I would offer him I would offer him two years I think there might be some kind of compromise where there's sort of an incentivised you play this amount of games in your yeah, first year, year or, or oh, performance related incentives then, then okay you'll get your second year Maybe a reduced wage, eighty percent, whatever. There's so many. It's not just one or two years. There's so much more that goes into these contract talks. Um, but he wants to stay. That's that's the big thing, and that's amazing, really. You know, mm. he's been here four years, and um, he he still wants to stay. Um, so Mendes is the man pulling the strings on that one, and I guess he'll be looking to see what other options are available at this point before they make a final call. You think that's the same sort of situation in regards to Ruddy? Obviously, he's he's leaving the club, and it was said today that that decision was made above Bruno Lage. Do you think it's financially maybe the club have looked at that and thought we probably can get a keeper on much less wage than John Ruddy is at the minute? I don't think he's on. He wasn't on a huge amount of money anyway. Um, yeah, I, I didn't like that to be honest. Just in terms of how it was handled, I think mm. it looks awful. Yeah. yeah. You've got your head coach saying on Friday. I just asked him directly in the press conference, "Do you want to keep John Ruddy?" "Yes, I do," and it, and stated why. And then I think it was I think it was Saturday that Ruddy was then told, "Well, no, actually, you know, you're not staying," and not by Bruno Lage. It's not good. Doesn't bode well for the summer ahead. You know, you need. It's not always going to be the case, but you need your head coach, your technical director, and your chairman on the same page, mm-hmm. um, at least publicly. Yeah. <laughs> like they can be arguing <laughs> as much as they want behind the scenes, 
But if you've got a manager saying one thing and then a few days later the player reluctantly leaves, it's not a good sign. I think the Instagram post said, said it all. Yeah, the fact that yeah. he yeah. he probably thought, I've been thrown under the buzz here. And he's, he, he put like, well, it looks like it's my last game for Wolves. And I thought that was... I thought that was so strange. Almost well, a bit of a like that's a professional you guy. To yeah, to tell yeah, you yeah. What's happened, yeah. You can read between the lines, and he, I think he was expecting to stay. He certainly wanted to stay. He's very happy here, settled. Um, not good, not good at all. No. Um, let's move on to our, our awards. So we've got player of the season, underperformer of the season, most improved player, unsung hero, and sign of the season. Dave, who's been your player of the season? I'll stick with it. I, I voted for him officially on the Wolves uh, thing. So Joe say so for me. Joe say so. Yeah, Tim. Season. Hmm. It is so. Yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> like, but he's he's made the single biggest difference to any Premier League team in terms yeah. of a new, a new signing. Easy. That's just that's just phenomenal. But from a, I mean, I've loved what Neves has done for most of the season. But my favourite is probably Kilman. Just yeah. Just mm-hmm. for the journey, made and head to Premier League. I think I think it's I think it's incredible what yeah. he's done and probably doesn't get enough um, attention. Finn, who's been your player of the season? Yes, yeah, sir. So. So it's so yeah. Unless so. you want to create any debate, but Kilman's a good shout. But yeah. it's been side. So well, we, we looked at the, the stats the other day, and it was um, goal, goalkeepers who have prevented goals, and like Allison was on two, and Saar was like top on nine. Like, Imagine if he saved a penalty as well. Is that I, I don't think that's the only thing he's quite shit at. Like, his penalty, <laughs> <laughs> penalties weren't included in that. By the way, oh, no, no. Well, that's what I said the exact same thing because that would have been mad if he'd saved mm. a couple of penalties. Dave, your underperformer of the season. Um. Probably Trincao, just because mm. when he came in, I think I expected a lot more from him. Mm. Um, so I'd probably, yeah, I'd probably say him. Tim? Yeah, I'd, I was going to yeah. say the same. P- purely for the talent that he's got, he's just not done enough. Finn? It's a good shout, yeah. I, I struggled because we'd had these questions before, peering behind the curtain. I still couldn't think of um, someone to say for this post-injury Wang, but I think over the whole season, it's probably Trincao, yeah. I will come on to Wang in the questions because mm. a lot of the questions are... just. <laughs> about him being absolutely peppered um, Dave most improved player probably say Kilman. I think this time last year I was probably happy to, if a, a decent offer came in for him even from a championship club I think I said I would have accepted it um, so yeah definitely Kilman. I think the only thing I say about Kilman is we did sort of see it a bit last season but I didn't yeah. think Nuno gave him enough opportunities mm, really yeah. but in terms of one season to the next it's got to be Samedo because he was just so so yeah. bad last yeah. year and that's, <laughs> he's been alright I was going to say Samedo just because I think from March onwards we haven't really had that fresh in our minds as like a recency bias thing but yeah from the from last season I always thought last season he was good in the, the middle third but it's those two key thirds I think he could still get better finish, finishing wise I think I had him to score first for the first 10 games at 50-1 to one and then quickly gave Picked up again, like we said last night on the videos he picked up some good positions this Watford season he should have had a hat trick yeah, yeah. yeah so you know if he can sort of recreate those positions or getting into those positions next season a lot more he should be yeah. able to and he stopped kicking people up in the box and stuff now so <laughs> yeah. it helps Dave who's been your unsung hero this season unsung hero this is the one I struggled with um, this would have been an easy question it come like January February because like they're all heroes now it's like <laughs> yeah, that's but they were all being sung for that's a, oh, that's that's a tough question I think that Maybe the only other person that I've not really mentioned is maybe Neves, but I think you know that's going to be quite a bit, you know he's been a quite a big part of it, hasn't he? So I don't know. I think the players that deserve recognition are getting recognition. Um, so yeah, I'll probably have to say Neves. Tim, I take I've taken this quite literally. I think I think unsung for the stuff that he does, which just does not get appreciated, is probably Connor Cody. Yeah. I think mm. people people take for granted what what he does, what he offers the team. Um, you know, in terms of 
mentally and organisation and leadership and, and just what an astonishing captain and role model he is for the club. I think people massively take him for granted, to be honest. Um, and the hero aspect. Would, hmm. Well, I, he, he, he is for yeah. me. I think he's, he's everything you want from a, from a captain and he plays that role so well. And yeah, he makes mistakes, but I just think people take him for granted so much. The fact that he's been in the England squad for eight, what, 18 months now? Yeah. And he's probably going to go to a World Cup and you see Tyrone Mings get, getting you know left out of the squad now and Cody's, Cody's still there and people just think it's because he's got a great personality no he offers an awful lot on the football pitch as well just yeah. think yeah like I said people take it for granted yeah I think a lot of a lot of people don't see what happens behind the scenes about the training ground we were speaking to someone earlier at the club and they said like apart from like as a footballer he said like we'd be lost without him at, at the club because like when someone's having a bad day or yeah. you've got players who are you know quite introvert he brings them into the squad and I think you know a lot of a lot of fans might see making a mistake at, at the weekend, but I think for three quarters of the season he's been very very good, mm. and I think we've mentioned that quite a lot. You know, he, he wasn't the only player that sort of uh, whose levels have dropped over the last few months, but yeah. I think or the last couple of months rather. But I think for a large part of the season he, he's had a much better uh, season than last. Mm. I think that's something to keep an eye on for next season is leaders because Saiz is is a is a really popular yeah. dressing room yeah. figure, and and Martino obviously is, is is a captain in all but name. And Neves is a vice captain. Um, three really important senior figures there. If, if they go, they really need replacing. Because you know, as well. yeah, Ruddy in the oh, Sorry, I meant to say Ruddy as well. That's yeah. what brought me onto it. Really, yeah. Do you exactly. think? What do you think that would mean, like in terms of the transfer window? Do you think Wolves would possibly look at slightly older players or at least more experienced That's players? The thing, or? From what I'm told, they're looking at a younger squad and they want a sort of a, hung, a hungry young squad for a new cycle. Um, you never win anything with kids, remember? <laughs> <laughs> but it's that. Yeah, yeah, it's always that balance, isn't it? Yeah. I'm not. I think they need a, a couple of experienced heads. Like we, we say, going as well. Obviously, like Tim's just said, like a, a real leader. Say if you, those players all went, where do where, you where, where'd you go from there? Who's who's going to step? Well, up? I think it's hard. Even even uh, an experienced player just to come into a brand new environment and just say, right, I'm here now. I'll, I'll lead the team. It's, it's not as easy as that. I think you know these players. It's not just that they're they they are good leaders or whatever, but they've been here a number of years mm. as well. So. It's going to be, again, annoyingly, probably another transition season next mm. next but year, which is like the third in a row, really, isn't it's, it? It's a pretty quiet squad, to be honest. You know, people like Jimenez and, and Johnny, like Nori, they're, they're really quite, quite quiet yeah. characters, really. Mm. You know, Cody makes up for that. But, um, but yeah, it's definitely something to keep an eye on for this summer. Dave, sign into the season. Sign again. So Easy. On. Yeah. Tim? Uh, Joe Hodge is like it's been. You're all gonna say so. so, yeah. so. Joe Hodge. It's been alright, you know, since he got back from injury. Joe Hodge. On Monday night, he was unbelievable. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, he's been good. I wasn't yeah. expecting that. Yeah. Finn. So, yeah. So, so but my, have my a bit of imagination. That's Tim's here. Can we give a shout to Pedence for unsung, please? Because I never got asked. I just think. Sorry, mate. It's alright. It's alright. Just up until you know that stat we put out the other week, where it's like Wolves haven't scored a goal since Pedence has played or whatever yeah. like, and then I thought oh yeah maybe I didn't appreciate him as much when he was there that's my only shout but yeah he's, he's, he's so much of a whinger for me oh yeah he is that but you... it's like when you, when he goes down it's and like rolls around and like we're, we're pinned in our own half and he's sitting on the floor and he's absolutely fine like I think if he took that out of his game it'd be I don't, I don't dislike I don't think he does it as much 
too much to annoy me, I don't think. No, it annoys me. <laughs> Perhaps that's <laughs> all like Brexit football in me, like. And the, 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 the tweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be a nightmare to live with. Because like, he moans on social media a lot. A lot. Oh, oh, you said, you said the tweet Re- that you liked the other day. The like, yeah. the, 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 the reels he would do on, on referees, referees for a while before he got told not to. I just think he's just constantly just yeah. winning. <laughs> yeah, his girlfriend, yeah. Every decision she'll have to be talked through when he gets out. Before we get onto the questions, chaps, I just want to go through Wolves' bet mate team of the season so of course in goal we had in in goal we had Jose Sarr who was in fact the best keeper in the league he scored 210 points and we had Sace and Kilman at the back in the middle we had Neves and Moutinho and up top we had Jimenez and Dave's favourite Juan Guichan I picked, him, I picked him a lot for bet, mate, because I don't know how. He, he got decent numbers. But, you know. Tim, what, what's your thoughts on, on Huang and, and the the, uh, the decision to sign him, well, trigger it in January? I mean, 12 million's, you know, it's, it's decent money yeah. for, I think he's pretty much South Korea's sort of second most popular player. And like, I know that people don't want to hear about that, but, you know, Son is like a god in yeah. South Korea. And if and if, if Huang's sort of next in line, that does mean a lot commercially. Um, but, Purely on the field, his his like shot conversion rate is excellent. It's, I know. It's um mm. for yeah. people for people who regularly have shots in the Wolf squad, he's he's double as good as everyone else. I think I think he's on like eighteen or nineteen percent, and Jimenez is sort of next on about ten percent. So that's why I was sort of really disappointed with how he tailed off towards the end of the season because he can finish. Yeah. Some of, uh, those two finishes against Newcastle. I know it's, only, I know it's yeah. only one game, but that's exactly what you want from him. Oh, yeah. Um. So there's something worth persevering with there. I'd. I'd uh, it was an absolute no-brainer to to sign him on that on that pre-Christmas yeah. form. Everybody was completely universal that they had to sign him, and now it seems like it's the complete opposite way. Mm. So again, there's got to be some middle ground there, and the middle ground is probably the the, the price that twelve million is is not a huge amount of money. Could they not have waited until the summer though to do? It? Because we said, look, how about if he broke his leg in Jan? Yeah, yeah, there is that. And most players, though, to be fair. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some kind of clause in that. Whereas, you know, if, if he did get yeah. a serious injury, maybe maybe they yeah. wouldn't yeah. have gone through. But I still think they'd have signed him yeah. anyway, to be honest. Um, Bruno like, seems to like him. He loves, loves him. And he bowls in cookies. Loves. I was going to say cooks, I mean, cookies. Cookies, yeah. That's the weirdest question. <laughs> no, ever, but that, everyone on Twitter was fuming about that. Sister, saying, is this yeah. the kind of culture we've got in our club? It was his birthday. Is any chance he could be sold in summer? Like a quick a phobie type deal. Uh, I guess it. I guess it can't be ruled out, but it would certainly be against Bruno Lodge's wishes yeah. because yeah, he loves him. And who's going to buy him his cookies? Hmm. Uh, I, I'm thinking Jesse Marsh at Leeds, uh. Salzburg, Leipzig. Who knows? But well, Leeds are big fans of Traore as well, aren't they? Yeah, both. So. Yeah. All right, but yeah, have no squad. Yeah. Do your deal. Pimping them out, mate. Yeah. Have no squad. Who do you reckon cooks the best cookies in the Wolf squad if he leaves? <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think Martino looks like he could like do a little bit of biking. Mm. What do you reckon, Tim? Uh, Joe Hodge, probably. I think. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Are you on commission for Hodge? <laughs> no, I'd, I'd say maybe Kilman. Kilman. Mm, yeah. Mm, okay. He seems like the, he seems like the most normal person in the whole squad. I think. Do you think? I think yeah, yeah. I seem yeah. to think. Well, I've never met him, but a little bit like strange. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> slightly quirky, yeah. but just like mm. like a normal person. He's not. He's not like polished. Like, yeah. like yeah. all footballers are. I've actually got a Joe Hodge story. You know. Have you? Finn, I don't know if Finn will remember. We went to the 23s oh, no, yeah, game a few weeks ago. <laughs> and I didn't know, I hadn't been to a 23s game in Asia, I didn't know if they came to the crowd for pictures or whatever, but he came across and there was this young girl, I assume his younger sister and another girl there, quite well built, you know, I saw her from behind, I'm sad, so I must be the missus. 
turned around, mate. <laughs> she must have been. It was obviously his mom. Oh. Right. <laughs> I said to him, "Oh, look at it. This is what she liked." Turned around, it was his mom, mate. I, I wouldn't write for it. Would you really say that to him? Is that he misses over there? I hope he's not listening as well. I think me and Tim are proper weird. We got. We've had loads of questions coming, uh, but uh, a couple from from us first. Tim, have you heard anything more on the pre-season tour? I know that uh, America's off the cards. What have you heard anything about Central Europe? I think they're closing in on a country. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I probably shouldn't reveal it, but whatever, yeah. it'll come out when it comes out. And yeah, yeah it's um, it's not ideal. But I think from a football point of view, I don't think... Makes sense, I, I think. I don't think yeah. I should be unhappy at all. Yeah. No. I mean, you know, the, the plan that they had for America involved, you know, for internal flights... You know, cross states. Um, we were going to go. I'm glad you said that because <laughs> it would have been a fucking expensive trip if that was the case. Yeah, both coasts. Yeah. Well, you'll probably know more than me, but I was in both coasts. Oof. Oh, were, I, think the, I think they were going from Ohio to California. Um, California would be nicer. Yeah. So, um, also, yeah, but the way it was going, I think they were playing like Louisville City in a match, and like, I was looking through their squad. I was like, oh my God, this is like. They have mid season as well. Yeah, there is that. So. It's, I'll tell you what, it's, it's an embarrassment from the club's point of view because they've been looking at doing this for two years. Yeah. So for it to fall through um, at the last minute is, 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 is not good. But yeah, I think Bruno Lars won't be unhappy with, with a week in Europe. Yeah, I think it might But the key is opposition because now you organise it so late in the day, who are the top level teams that they can that they yeah. can play against? I've seen people on Twitter saying, oh, you've got to be playing Bayern, you've got to be playing Dortmund. I've like, probably had their... Like, Friendies wrapped up like six months ago. Yeah, but also, you want to build up your confidence during preseason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to put Joe Odgin against him. <laughs> um, right. Well, I would actually, mate. <laughs> 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 um, Hugh Bellingham versus Joe, Joe Hodge. Yeah. Oh, the making of. Um, right, questions here from Twitter. So, this one keeps coming up a lot, and we've, we, I mean, we've said we, we think it's nonsense, but Ivan Tony to Wolves, a potential target. Have you heard anything about that? Elite Wolves signing. Not nothing recent. No. I mean, they've looked at him for years. I think they had him in the building at one point, ready yeah. to sign. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd be amazed if Brentford let him go to Wolves. Yeah, yeah. I, and a big fee as well now. Yeah. I think massive fee. I, when, well, when he was at Molyneux, though, I thought he was excellent. The thing, the thing is with stuff like this, I know it, it's done the social media rounds, but the original source it came from isn't isn't great either. So yeah, and it's like. Like 90 min or team yeah. talk always like exactly both so. stuff thrown off shit at a wall it'll, yeah. it'll stick won't it um, Tim what's your opinions on the on, on the culture of chopping and changing managers because I don't believe it's fair on Bruno if he's sacked what's your opinion on, on, on that because I know that some clubs have quite a bit of success from having a manager for a season they do well and get rid of him and it's almost like quite cyclical but yeah, but that 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 depends on recruitment, doesn't yeah. it? And that's mm. that's why Chelsea have managed to do it so successfully because yeah. their recruitment has been so good. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say a year would be chopping and changing. I think you've had a very good good look at him. You know his strengths and weaknesses. Um, I, I I don't think I don't think it would work for Wolves if they started chopping and changing. No, because the recruit, recruitment hasn't been good enough. Whoever's in charge this summer, if it's Bruno or someone else, you've just got to make sure you're back in. And mm. if it, whoever's whoever you got in charge, Mourinho. Large, whoever you know, if you're not backing them, they're going to do a good job with this current squad. So, um, we had a question here. Um, what positions do you think Wolves are looking at as they're not primarily where they need to strengthen for the summer? Um, probably pretty self explanatory, you know, down the spine mm. because they're well stocked at wing back. They've got at the moment, they've got you know, a good group of wide forwards. Yeah. It's um, you know, we talked about striker earlier, midfield is, is blindingly obvious and has been for a while. Um, as a centre back, 
So yeah, those are those, those are the key areas. Can you see them going back to a, going to a, potentially a back four? Oh, he's, he, he wanted to do it last yeah. summer. Yeah. Saw it a few times. Um, wasn't great, was it? No, it wasn't great. No, it was, no. Who was the Spanish second lead opposition that that tore through? Palms. Yeah. Yeah, it was abysmal. So. Um, yeah, it's something he wants to do. He wants two formations, basically, mm. um, for more tactical flexibility. Yeah. And he wants players who can fit in both formations. So I definitely think we'll see it being road tested this Tim, summer. If you went to a back four, could you see Connor Cody moving into a more <laughs> <laughs> midfielders? Every week. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> what, what, what is the obsession with shoehorning players? And Cody in the Neves role. Oh, oh my God. Even I was listening to the Express and Style podcast, even Judah and uh, Liam Keane hate it. Everyone's like, yeah, we'll push Sykes and Cody into the middle. I imagine them against like, De Bruyne and Rodri. <laughs> Honest to God. Honest but to God. I think I, I remember saying two years ago that if we could have the flexibility to go from a, a four to a five it's effectively I, I remember saying at the time if you take out Cody for Gibbs White or you put it's taking yeah. that three and giving a number 10 I remember when Dave should play Nevers as, as the Cody role as like a quarterback I was like what the fuck are you on <laughs> I remember I said that in jest no, <laughs> no, no absolutely <laughs> not absolutely later not. in his career maybe but, but these are the odd yeah. days but that's sort of the, the role isn't it having the, the three at the back or having that number 10 that we, we often mm. lack and have on yeah I think like against the big six as, as we've seen only in the past few weeks you know three at the back or five at the back on, on the counter attack Wolves can play that really, really well. Mm-hmm. But Norwich at home, Burnley at home. Yeah. Um, did the score against Norwich or Burnley this season? What one against Norwich? Yeah, we didn't beat either of them. Did we? Nope. Nope. Didn't beat either of them. Didn't so beat Leeds either this season. It's no. those games where you, where you need a more attacking formation. Mm. Um, if Morgan Gibbs White is staying, does that give insight into a potential formation change for next season? Because personally, I don't know about you, Tim, but I don't think he fits into the style that we play currently. I mean, I watched him a couple of times for Sheffield United, drifting in from the right. Mm. Um, you know, he's got a decent, decent left foot on him. So, it's not, not, not necessarily. But I think if Gibbs White were to stay, from what I'm told, it's not Gibbs White or Trincao, but it does, it does have an impact yeah. because, you know, that like I said, they've already got a number of good players in those positions. So, so you see him more out wide rather than centrally because he's played centrally for Wolves a couple of times. Even in 5-3-2 though, you, yeah. I think that's what we've lacked again with the three yeah. midfielders, Donk, Neves, Matinho. Yeah, that third mid- two midfielder, or, don't you? Like two or three yeah. midfielders there that are probably again quite similar. Donk was the man that was pushing further forward. If you've got an actual attacking midfielder making those same sort of runs. I yeah. We're way more defined, weren't they, if you've got Paulinho as well. He's more defensive than any of those three we currently have and then you've got Gibbs White. So, I think it can yeah. work. I just think the last few years it, we've never had a system I think when Morgan was at the club under Nuno, it was pretty much the the three four three or the five two three, mm. and so we've always swapped when he sort of hasn't been in and around the squad. So I think a friend midfield could definitely work with him. Um, Tim, are Wolves going to be doing their transfer business early, or are we going to leave it to the last minute as usual? We all know the answer. To that. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think of Bruno's comments about wanting all his players in before the start yeah. of pre-season? I don't know. Everyone says that, and yeah. Wolves, Wolves would love to do that, but don't, they can't. They don't dictate the market, do they? So. No. Um, just a couple of questions here, a little bit more more fun one. So, Tim, if you were a player, what position would you be? And also, your three club paths. So, you, where you break through, your big money move, and like where that. would you retire? Uh, uh, God, that's should, great. Should have prepped him for that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've always had a soft spot for our growth in the Scottish Championship, so I'd pro- probably break through there. Really. Yeah. Um, Where's my big money move? <laughs> if you're from um, Arbroath, <laughs> Real Madrid Arbroath, sign yeah. Arbroath, startlet. Tim Arbroath Spears. To, um, <laughs> to, to Verona, maybe, in Italy. Oh, like, nice. That's nice. the Italian yeah. club that I follow. So okay. that, I think that for 
our both to sell me to Verona would it's not too bad, be eh? the biggest transfer in their history. So <laughs> yeah. I still think I still think you could call it a big money move. And then um, then I'd come and retire here probably. Would you? If that's allowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What position? Yeah. Uh, a right footed left back. Inverted fullback. That's, that's, that's me. That's me on football manager as well. Any particular nice. reason? No. No. <laughs> I can't play I can't play football, so I'm, I'm just making it up. So. <laughs> Dave, what about you, mate? I'm also, or was, a right footed left back. Uh, don't know. Start, start at Wolves. Make my way up to. Don't know. Big, big club somewhere. Maybe like Real Madrid or something. Okay. Could you leave Wolves? I don't think I could. You know. Yeah. Doing Neves on it. Doing all I can here. Go to Madrid. End my career in Malta. End your end career in Malta. Yeah. Nice. But you, Finn? I think if I started at Wolves, I don't think I'd leave. So I'm gonna to have to end. You're not Tony here, bit aren't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Steve, I think you'll Wolf. have to take the, the hide your United shirts out your wardrobe. You know? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I'd, yeah, I'd have to end at Wolves. I think. Uh, I'll start at. I'm gonna be a target man somewhere like in like Sweden. Oh or, my God, yeah, this is so neat. I'm going to start Copenhagen. No, it's not Sweden. No, no, you know, Scandinavia. <laughs> where they, I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to come through in Scandinavia as a target man. Yeah. And then I'm going to go to, I'm going to be like an impact sub for the last half an hour for Barcelona. It's a target. So you're going to throw the tiki taki yeah, and then just chuck me on. I'm going to bag a few. Then Wolves are going to have me at the end. Wolves are at the end. Mm. I like that. Um, Tim, is there any any? At least you get away with answering all. No, it's my answer. Have there been any transfer rumours or, or, or that you know of or signings that Wolves have been really close to make over the last few years that just haven't got over the line? I know um, Nick Powell's one, wasn't he? Almost there's a picture of him. Danny Loder, is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Signed Danny Loder on Football Manager. Yeah. Nick Powell's one that first yeah. came to mind, yeah, because that's really early when I started the Express and Star. I think yeah. uh, Sanchez maybe last year. Sanchez last year that was yeah that was what, close what happened was that was it like medicals that Zoom medicals through, was, Zoom. It was actually Zoom medical yeah, yeah it, it, it was medicals initially but I think um, had they had the complete information that, that they would have signed him mm-hmm. I know they regretted it a few months later when he came back from injury like October, earlier October, November he was back in yeah. four weeks <laughs> but they were already like, like I, th- I don't think he'd ever played more than 60% in a season mm-hmm. and, and probably still hasn't so yeah. for the money that they were always a little bit cautious yeah um, who would be the other one? Steve Sidwell was very close, wasn't yeah. he, back in the day? I think he was in the stands. He locked himself yeah. in the car, didn't he? And McCarthy was like, you fucking, weren't you? Because he was on the phone to Fulham, wasn't he? Yeah, it? that was it, yeah. yeah. I mean, a couple, uh, two or three years ago, there was there was mention of Robbie Keane coming back. Was there, any, was there anything in that? No, I don't think so. That was that was halfway through the championship season, wasn't yeah. it? That was... Um, that was. Com- I remember asking people about that and getting laughed at. Um, <laughs> Rashford. Yeah, we heard the Rashford, the Rashford rumor. I remember that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was during, came out during a pre-season tour, didn't it? But he was like, he was really decent at the time. Yeah. Um, no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> We're just no. dispelling all the. It's uh, hilarious, like you know, how, especially how these rumors come about. It's frustrating for me as a journalist, but you know, you get used to it. But ninety percent are bullshit, and. Probably the same amount are done on purpose, really. You know, mm. from either from agents or clubs or players to to put it out there. And um, I don't think people mind that there anymore. You know, pe- people see it as a bit of a. It's just part of football now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that they like people like rumours, even if they're not true. Well, mm. we're talking wolves. We might we might have made a living out of this. So. <laughs> <laughs> but then they'll get angry at you, Tim, when you actually say no, it's a load of bollocks. Yeah. So there you Does get that not wind you up when you almost squash a rumour? 
Like when, when you squash a room and people call you a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> it's a daily occurrence. <laughs> so after seven years, you just get used to it, really. Does he not bother you? He or, used to really annoy yeah. me because I'm like, I'm, I'm actually trying to help here. Yeah. I'm trying to clarify. Well, what's it at that point in sort of yeah. our social media presence so I remember speaking now, to Joe Edwards when he was covering, covering Wolves and he was just like, honestly, I, I, the, the amount of stick that I get just for giving someone a six out of ten. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, you, you probably get it the most, don't you? So you asked me earlier about Mick Zone. I can I say know. it because he wouldn't mind. But yeah, oh, Ryan Bennett, it was was um, he just Nick. stopped talking to me because um, I, I was not giving him a good enough mark in the player ratings. <laughs> um, <laughs> Has any other player done anything like that based on um, something you've wrote, wrote about? Uh, Benny Kifabi wasn't happy with a 5 out of 10 once as well. Did they read them? Um, um, that was sort of like, uh, that was like sort of championship days, I suppose, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. there was no other press attention on Wolves. So yeah, yeah they would read yeah. them. Um, they probably still do now, to be fair. I, I would. Yeah. I'm scared. I don't know if they watch our match reactions or anything. Well, I don't think we're nasty. No, we're not we, nasty, we're not, we? no we're, I think we're kind of quite... Uh, yeah. We give constructive criticism. So is, is that where it stops with the, the arseholes? Is there any other arseholes over here? Your time covering walls. You've met in the mix zone. Nathan Judah. Nathan <laughs> 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 Uh, lots of lots of staff, but not no, not really players. No. I'm not. I'm certainly not calling Ryan Bennett an arsehole, By the way, <laughs> it was just it was just it was just yeah. He just basically just um just just didn't want to talk to me anymore. Did he say that's because you give me a phone? And it came came back came back to me through someone else, and then I saw him at the promotion piss up at the end of that season, and he, I can't remember what he said. Now I'd had a few myself. Um, <laughs> Doesn't sound like so you too. It was something <laughs> like. I was, I was I'll see you next season. He was like, "Yeah, you probably give me another six out of ten or something." Oh, as, no. as he, as he six out, bless. Oh, yeah. <laughs> six is just the, the average. You ain't mm. nothing too bad. You ain't been fantastic. Yeah. Can't be offended with six. six. Yeah. No, uh, boys. Any other questions before we wrap it up? Uh, one maybe team that was touted a few weeks ago. Guedes. Is there anything else on that? Or so he's one again. Give, given who he is and his agency, he's, he's just just constantly sort of on Wolves' radar. Yeah. Obviously, because they know it's a deal that they can do, so that link will perpetually be there, really. Um, and yeah, I think if 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 a forward option came up this summer, then you know he'd be right at the top of the list for them. Um, uh, going back to what could have been Tilliskill was that? <laughs> I think he's still on the aeroplane somewhere. So that was a funny one. That was like that was early Mendes days. Mm. Yeah, and. You know, just being a sort of a local reporter on the patch, it's not like I could just call George up and ask him. <laughs> but that was at that point, there were like two clubs within a club. You know, and it still exists really in a way. But you know, you've got Mendes and Guestfute doing things that people at the club just don't really know about. Yeah. But I do remember, yeah, being very specific with certain people, and they were like, "It's literally not happening." And you've got people. I remember we got pictured at Birmingham Airport, although it was an old, po- it was an yeah. old photo. And uh, people were tracking his flight, oh, and um, people saying he's in the building, and it, people at the club were just like, "No, it's just, it's just not happening." But just when, when happening. stuff like that happens, and you've got all these kind of stories coming out, and mostly fueled by their agents, if they want to move, will the, well, you know, you speak to the club, will they tell you no, it's not happening? Just so it's almost like don't use us as a bargaining tool. I do, yeah, I don't, I don't think I've ever been lied to. Yeah. Um, because then you know they know if they lie to me. Whoever I'm speaking to, then then I, I wouldn't wouldn't trust bother them trust, yeah. trusting them again. You've got to have that level of trust. So, no, they're they're you know depending on who you who you can get hold of, they're pretty good at confirming or denying. What they don't like, obviously, is if it's sort of early stages and nobody really knows about it, then they don't want it out there. Yeah. And they are very good on that front. Mm-hmm. They're a, they're a really good private club, and I think if stuff does get out, you know, a lot of it does tend to be overseas. 
um, via agents and, and 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 through Portugal. You know, you you boys will know. Yeah. So um, so no, but they're a really good club to deal with on the whole. They really are. Finn, any other questions with, before we wrap it up? I don't think so. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, Tim, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Cheers, guys. I, 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 really, really, enjoyed I really enjoyed it. Um, I'd say, where can people find you, should they wish? But I think everyone knows it's uh, at Tim Spears, so should we find Dave, where can people find you, should they wish? Yeah, well, before we finish, I'd like to thank everyone, obviously, for watching or listening to the podcast. Yeah. Uh, our other guests have been on Tom Parker. Yes, we've had a lot Kieran of contributions. Kieran Barker, yeah. George, Russ, uh, George Russell, and... Harry Mansell yep. as well I think that's everyone uh, but yeah at Dave as a party on Twitter and Instagram Finn at Finn as F-I-N-E double R-Z on everything yes and a big thank you from me for all the support this year it's been it's been phenomenal and of course all those people who've contributed even with the fans react the likes of Biv and, and Harry so massive yeah, thanks for that and yeah, thanks for all the support, Dave. Do you want to do the usual YouTube end? Uh, thank end you, obviously, thank you yeah. to all as well. Yeah. We had a, a play on the pitch game going on behind us. There was some I was peering over. Missed a good some, game, I think. Yeah, yeah, some shockers there. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyone watching, listening on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave us a rating, hit the like button on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, and obviously we'll have uh, loads of content coming out this summer. See you later. <laughs> <laughs>